0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Writing Your Best Self podcast. And this week is an extra special episode because today I have a guest in the hot seat and it's Catherine Avery, who's the CEO and co-founder here at Best Self Co. And Catherine is a creative. She's an award-winning entrepreneur and she's also the creator, the brains behind some of the planning and productivity tools that you may be using and are used by people all over the world, including things like the self journal and the Weekly action pad, and a variety of discovery decks as well, including our journaling prompts that we talk about. So, Catherine, I'm super excited to interview today and get yeah, in. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you so much. You're the very first guest on this podcast, so this is a milestone for us today. And super excited. Awesome. And I know that journaling plays a key part in the work that you do and in your own personal journey to becoming your best self. So today, we really want to dive in and understand how you journal. So let's kick off with a question. And I'd love to know, how did you get into journaling? How did I get into journaling? I think uh, the first time I got
1: into it was reading about the morning pages that um, the artist's way, I guess, talked about it. And I think I kind of just started to see what it, what it was. And I realized that um, I started using this tool called the most dangerous writing tool, I think. And so what it is, it's just like you set a timer and if you stop typing for more than five seconds, it deletes everything. And so what that does, it it like forces you to not edit your thoughts and it's just like streaming consciousness. And so when I started doing that, I just started realizing all of the stuff that was in my head that I didn't know was in there. And so it's just taking up space and like clogging things up. And when I like wrote it, I could, you can look at it and understand it. It's kind of like you're downloading things and then rather than them just sitting in your head, you can then actually process them instead of them just like taking up space. And so when I realized that now I do it more by hand than on the computer um, because I've kind of gotten into like not editing myself and knowing like, okay, I'm the only one that's going to read this. And then just, you know, writing for a certain amount of time. I, I like to just do like 10 minutes or so, and then reading over and saying like, okay, where, what is in my head and why am I, i be thinking that. Or sometimes if I'm like going through a problem or stressed out about something, I'll start writing about it and I'll talk about like, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen? And then start to be, I think Tim Ferriss talks about this is like this worst case scenario because usually we we're so worried because we're like, what's the worst that can happen? And when you actually understand it, really feel what the worst thing can happen, you've kind of already dealt with it you know, mentally. And so you're more ready to, you know, and and anything that's better than that is going to be a better scenario for you. So that's kind of how I've started. And usually when I start writing things on, especially like problems or things that I cannot get out of my head and it's just causing me stress, that really helps me like process things better and just become more present and make better decisions.
0: Wow. So Journey for You started off foremost as a productivity tool in the sense that you were putting yourself under this pressure to write without editing yourself. Can you can you talk through a little bit more about what is the benefit of like not editing your thoughts? So I think we edit,
1: we usually edit our, ourselves all the time because we're talking to people and we're living our life. You know, we do need to edit ourselves, but when we're really trying to understand our thoughts and what's going on, it's better if we're not editing because it doesn't matter if you're editing out the stuff that really is causing you stress or you're trying to almost be polite to yourself but it's hard to explain it's like what are you editing out that is actually what's really going wrong so I think the streaming consciousness is all about okay let me just see what's on my mind and not try to force anything and just see what's there and you'd be surprised at what comes up when you're not? You don't like. I didn't even realize I was thinking that, but it's just taking up space. And so, if you were trying to edit to what you think you're thinking about, it's just a whole other experience of you know you trying to
0: define your experience instead
1: of actually living it.
0: So it sounds like for you, then this journey practice helps you to get to know yourself better. But you've mentioned a few times as well this idea about clearing space. Like, why why is that? In, why is that important for you? I think it's
1: because you kind of have to clear your head and really know how, what you should be focused on. A lot of times um, when you're stressed, it's usually because you have so much going on. And so with, with friends I've done this where I'm like, okay, let's do like a stress log of like going through everything that you're feeling overwhelmed about, because then you're actually writing it down and can do something about it when it's just in your head. It's this like fog Mm -hmm. that you can't see, but it's, it's, Stopping you from doing something, I was been doing this meditation course, and they talked about like the the solar system and stars, and when you live in a city, there's often so much light pollution that you can't really see the stars. You know they're there, but you can't see them, and so there's just this, this always a haze, and so with your I think in your mind as well with journaling, you're kind of getting rid of the haze, which is all of the stuff that's just there that's getting in the way of you seeing what's really out there, but you need to clear it before you'll be able to see it.
0: Oh, I love that analogy of being able to, like not being able to see the stars because of the light pollution. That, that's, that's a really good like visual. And have you found that you're able to, how does this empower you to make like, decisions? Because you know, given the fact that you're running a big company and you have all these products and, and, and employees to look after, how does journaling help you make the kind of decisions that you need to be making to achieve your, your goals?
1: So for me, I think journaling is a way to get out of being reactive and really um, you kind of walk through different scenarios. So for me, if I'm trying to figure out what to do next and I have a couple of different choices, I'll often journal what the next three steps would look like if I took this choice versus this one. And by understanding like, you know, third level consequences, I can then better decide what to do right now. And so I that helps me make decisions because I've thought out more long-term Than okay, this is what happens this week. Um, and I think it's just a better and more, uh, it's just more calming when you do that rather than feeling like you're in your, just reacting to whatever happens. And so that, that can be easy to get into, but if you create this habit of, okay, let me really, be thoughtful and force yourself to not just look at one scenario because that's often how people make decisions. It's like black or white when there's so many, it's like you don't even have to choose a color. You could just go over here. And so I think people need to sort of not pigeonhole themselves into reacting because they see something coming up. How can you like maybe take another road or like take another path or whatever that looks like. Often we're in the day-to-day, we don't see the stars because we're in the haze and so we might make decisions differently than if we just like took a step back and really understood all of the you know the steps.
0: Wow that's so journaling helps you I love that idea about journaling helping you to be proactive rather than reactive because it's so easy to be reactive isn't it and I guess when their stress levels are rising can be harder to make the right decisions but what I'm hearing you saying is that your journaling practice helps you to almost calm things down so you you create the space to get clear on the situation that you're really facing so that you can make the right decision
1: yeah and often if you're if you do have a journaling habit you you start to become more aware of your behaviors and what you've done in the past and so with that knowledge and experience you're going to better understand yourself as well so it's not just like being able to plan out future things but you're going to be more aware of what you've done in the past and how that worked out so that you can adjust in the future if you if you don't journal and really understand why you did the things that you did it's very difficult to get out of and say it didn't work out for the best and you're not reflecting on why that happened then you're more likely to make the same mistake right. and the you know the opposite is also true if you've done something you've made a good decision in the past and you know why it was good and what what decision making and thoughts went into that then you're probably going to be able to do more of that in the future with like a journaling habit because it's really just uh a, a way of distilling your thoughts on paper or on the computer if you prefer. Sometimes I think journaling people are like, "Oh, you know, I've like dear diary, you know, today this happened." It's more of like nobody has to read it. It's not for anyone else but yourself, but it's a way to distill your thoughts so that you really understand
0: why you do the things that you do do you think you can become your best self if you don't understand yourself
1: no i think if you don't understand yourself and why you do things you'll always be reacting and trying to you won't it's kind of like uh there's this analogy of like a sh- there's a chef and there's a cook a chef knows like flavor profiles and food and what and, and just invents recipes. Mm-hmm. because he knows everything and he knows what goes with what and a cook doesn't know how to create something from scratch they know how to cook and like make a recipe but they don't know why things work the way they work so they don't have the depth of knowledge and like flavor profiles and why this is going to be awesome and so if that's the difference between a cook and a chef I think if you don't know yourself you might just keep doing things that you see other people do or you think you should be doing, but you don't know why you're doing it. Or, you know, you'll just be running around in circles because you don't know why you're doing it. You just feel like you have to. And so you're not going to ever get the results that you want because you're not going to know like the depth of why it is that you do that.
0: That is an, I love that analogy about the chef and the cook at the that's such a powerful visual because you're right. Like it's very easy to follow instructions and to almost like do the paint by numbers thing, but actually becoming your best self is more about determining what it is you want to do. Like what is the unique expression of, of who you are? And you can only really follow that path if you know you who you are on that, on that deeper level, like what's under the surface. And I love this idea that for yourself, like journaling has been part of the process that's enabled you to kind of figure this stuff out and get really clear on who you are so you can create the life that, that you want to live.
1: Yeah. And I think otherwise you you'll be living a life that you think you want to live, but you'll always be getting to where you think, okay, I'll be happy now. And uh-huh. then you're not. And then you start, okay, well this is this and so you'll constantly be chasing for this thing because you don't know what it is that you want and why you want it. And maybe it's because you don't you're constantly trying to find external things to make up for the fact that you're not really aware of why you do things.
0: Has your journal ever thrown up like a revelation, like something that like, made you change gears in your life or inspired you to take a decision that just wasn't on the radar? I mean, yeah, I think moving to
1: Austin was something that was very much like, if you had told me three months before that I would move out mm-hmm. of New York City, I'd be like, no, you're insane. <laughs> and it was almost like, okay, I was brought up and then I journal. I'm like, oh, this completely makes sense and it wasn't on my radar before so I think like being open to things that maybe at one point you would have thought was crazy and then like not always following that first like oh I journal about this so I have to do it but just like being mindful of things that come up and then aware of okay as you go through your daily life is what I was doing I was like what would this look like or how would this be simpler or easier if I did this like for example in Austin, when I moved, I, I had more space and I, I was much more creative and free. And there was so much less daily friction that I didn't realize that I had. But I, when I, before I moved, I started realizing, like picking up on those small little things that were adding a lot of friction. And so it wasn't like, I just decided, but I thought about it. And then I, I was journaling on it and it was mindful. And then the things that were causing friction would come up in my journal. I'm like, oh, okay. I mightn't have realized it before had I not sort of put that thought in my head.
0: Oh, awesome! Yeah, I love this idea that it can also be like a an unraveling process as well. It's not like sometimes we feel we have to make a big decision in almost one sitting, but sometimes it can take a while to kind of really dive into all the different threads that that decision is wrapped up with and just unravel. that yeah. you know, in the time, in the right time, before you can move forward. So do you feel that we, when you moved to Austin, was that like a confident decision? And did journaling kind of play a part in enabling you to make that decision, like be a full in rather than that? Oh, we'll just see what this is like.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, pretty much. I think I feel? followed the decision deck, you know, for, like oh, cool. how, did, how did I decide on what to do? And then also looking at like the kind of being the, what's the word? Um devil's advocate for yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it helps you force yourself into being confident so the time I moved I was like not even like I was sad to leave my friends
0: and things but I wasn't ever thinking oh I don't know if this is a good idea that must have given you a lot of like power I can imagine that it must feel really good to get to the place where you just like no this is this is it this is the right thing to do yeah cool uh, so I'm really curious as well how can you tell me a little bit more about how do you actually go about journaling like, it's, do you do it in a routine or how how does it fit into your day
1: so often I'll journal in the morning um for like five to ten minutes that's kind of more of just a habit and sometimes things come up and sometimes they don't and then if there's a specific if I find myself worried or stressed about something then I'll journal specifically on that mm-hmm. um and then sometimes I journal on Coming up with like ideas for stuff so I'm just I'll just give myself a question or something or prompt or whatever and then I will set a timer for like 20 to 30 minutes and then I that's my only focus for that time and it helps me it just gives me a little constraints um so that it forces me to think outside the box because often we don't really leave time for like thinking and journaling and so again it's just um you know either I I go with a question or a problem that I want to think about or journal on or morning pages where I just kind of want to like refresh the head a little bit in the morning. And then if I have a specific problem that I'm trying to sort of often, like if I'm worried about something, if I journal about it, it relieves some of the worry because again, my brain's going like worst case scenario. And -hmm. when I look at the facts of the matter, like, okay, this is what, this is what I have going for me. That's good. And then these are bad, but all I'm thinking about is the bad things. But when I journal and I think of like, okay, here's my, here's like a pro con list and this is all the things I have. And it's more than the, than the bad or con list. So why am I worried about this? Or how is the, you know, depending on what the scenario is, say I'm trying to negotiate something and I'm, it's me versus someone on the other side of the table and I'm looking okay this is my side of things and then I will try to look at it from the other point of view um and that will help me journal out if I'm feeling worried about something I'm like okay I'm
0: actually like in a good place cool I, I love how you have these these different angles for journaling so it might just be like you say just emptying your head or you come at it with like a specific problem and it almost feels like when you're asking yourself these deeper questions or trying to solve these deeper problems. Do you, do you feel like you're tapping into something? Do you feel like you're tapping into something deeper than like the, just the, what's at the surface of you're thinking, like what, what happens for you when you go there?
1: Yeah. Because I think when you journal, you, you can, if you make yourself there's some, I mean, some days I journal it's very like surface level. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I journal or I talk to you when we do our calls and it's like prompts that, Make you think, and you like realize that you've been thinking things, and you didn't even know that you were thinking them. but like having a set time to think and be conscious about something specific makes you go much deeper than you would otherwise. And um it's usually you need that because there's so much going on all the time that you're often living in the surface level thing that it's hard it's you have to really make yourself go deep. And so that's why people come up with really good ideas in the shower, yeah. like because, it's, they're not on their phones they're not like in front of a screen they're not really having to do anything else except there and so that just peacefulness and like not having nothing else to do and being bored helps you go deeper of like why you um do things often also I journal if I react to something in a way that surprises me so like Emily and I have like a Minor argument a few weeks ago, and I was like, Where did that come from for me? Because I was bothered about something and I couldn't fit, and so I just like journaled about it and then better understood where that came from, so then I could go and be like, Okay, this is where this came from, and it helps in that way as well. So I use it, I'm realizing how many ways I use journaling, but often it's just like to understand yourself and how you react to the world better. So it's like business problems or ways that you showed up that maybe you you surprise yourself and you wonder if it's good it's like why why did you show up that way if it's like not what you wanted it's like okay where did this insecurity come from or feeling come from that drove this um like argument over something
0: and and this this like self-awareness is so powerful as well I imagine that you're able to then move through things quicker and I think you said already that it's this idea of not making and repeating the same mistakes again because you've actually been observant as about these things showing up in your life and you figured out the source or you understand the triggers and then you can do what is necessary to remove those things so they don't kind of push you off track again. That's that yeah. really empowering. And, and, and again, what you mean about the shower, I, I, it's really weird, like quite often I have a shower in the, in the afternoon after I've had a morning at my desk and yeah. I've noticed that, uh, it just a thought comes in it's i i'm sure you know that like the steve job quotes he talks about how uh, life only makes sense when you join up the dots looking backwards and i think that's that's the amazing thing about each of us we've all got these unique kind of collection of experiences and knowledge and insights and sometimes in those quiet moments you just your brain just goes to the place where it can start making the connections and start joining things up and then wow you've just come with yeah. this amazing idea which you could never have created from like forcing yourself consciously to come up with something it just seems to bubble up and that's one of the things I love about journaling is that opportunity to just discover like what's under the surface, and and see where that can take you it's 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 amazing and so I'd I'd also love to know do you have a favorite journaling tool what kind of notebook do you like to use or are you more of a computer person
1: um so I I mean I literally have the self journal here I usually use one of I have so many notebooks, so I have a bunch of best self notebooks. Usually, I like to be more pen to paper because there's no like distractions or like doesn't feel like work. It's just on there. It depends on what it is. Sometimes if it's like a business problem or something that I want to look back and be like, okay, um, something where I want to sort of document the decision making process that'll be on the computer but it might start on paper and then I'll uh distill the idea of like you know it's less messy when I finally go to the computer but often um I find it easier to go deeper when I'm not in front of a computer
0: mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense yeah I, I, I completely about notebooks I love getting a new note a new notebook there's something it has got to have good paper in it which is what I love about oh, yeah. self-journal and the scribe. Like it's got to have thick paper in so that, and it just makes all the difference. So definitely. yeah. Cool. Well, so you used the self-journal before we met, right? I, that's actually how I first met you was through the self-journal. So I went to an event in London by um, a guy called Dan Meredith and he had Gary me mm-hmm. come over. And I, I think you like, you must've got involved with sponsoring the event because all the past is yeah. a free journal. And I remember when Dan was putting out the promotional material and he mentioned this free journal, I was like, Oh, so excited to see this free journal because I'm a bit of a stationary freak. And yeah, I, yeah. Did, I loved it. Like it was the first time I'd ever seen like a 90 day planner. But like, that was really mm-hmm. neat to me. And yeah. That, I think was ours was the, that was the first one. And it was funny because uh,
1: I had a friend who in, who basically shared it with Dan when when the Kickstarter was live and was uh-huh. saying like, Dan, I think you're going to love this. And he was so busy, he never got back. And then like three months later, he just messaged me out of the blue, uh-huh. like not in the, I was, and he was like, hey, <laughs> I thought this planner is just just like loved it and I was like oh we were intro like three months ago and he didn't even realize uh-huh. which was even better because the person that introed clearly knew his taste that he would love it
0: and he just um finally got to it yeah so I mean I've been using self-journal I've been trying the self-plan more recently but like literally four years now and I just can't imagine can't imagine using anything else in terms of like planning your day it's just it's such a powerful technique and and I love the way it does, it combines obviously planning with journaling and planning in the sense of just getting things out of your head as well. It's, it's, it's an amazing tool. But yeah, thank you. Yeah, and
1: that. I think, think for me, thinking on paper is super important. So mm-hmm. to, to, to go deep on anything, like it first starts on paper and it might go to, might go to um, computer after. Yeah, you're right. I only That's think the computer, whenever you can use a tool that like forces you to just like type Mm-hmm. that's the only reason I use the computer, but otherwise I'll, I'll use, um, I'll start on paper.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's, it's even proven that there's something special happens with the connection between like your handwriting and, and actually putting thoughts onto paper in that way. It connects more. You just feel more, I don't know. There's just, there's something magical about it. So yeah, I'm definitely, definitely a pen and paper person. So, can I have one more question for you. I'm actually going to put you a bit on the spot here, but um, I'd love to know if you had to share a journaling prompt with our listeners. What would you encourage them to think about this week? Because each week we share a journey prompts, and I'd love to have one for you this week. So I think right now a lot of people
1: are probably feeling a little more stressed out right, than normal. Um, I know that I, it's been a stressful time for me, and one thing that I will do is uh, just ask myself, like, what are you worried about right now? Which sounds like why would you want to bring that up, but often whenever I write it and then really like understand it it helps me better show up because it takes the worry out of my head and then it really it's like okay well it's almost like a way of processing their concern and then you're it's kind of like when you write a goal you're you see opportunities with how to find it whenever you put your worries on paper you also will find ways to do the you know Get rid of that worry and whatever the way that looks like by solving a problem you have, or seeing something that you didn't see before, or just being okay with whatever happens next. Mm-hmm. And that's been helping me these days for sure.
0: Awesome! Thanks for that, one, so listeners. We will turn this into a journaling prompt. You'll be able to download it in the show notes, and yeah, please feel free to share your journaling with us using the hashtag Write Your Best Self, and obviously tag us at Best Self Co as well. So, Catherine, thank you so much for being our very first podcast guest. It's been super interesting to chat with you and just hear some more about all the amazing techniques and questions you have for your own journaling. I'm sure we've all taken away something really valuable. I've, got, I've been writing down some prompts that I'm gonna be trying as well, so thank you so much. And where's the best place for us to find you if we wanna find out more about Best Self Tools?
1: Uh, you can just go to bestself.co um, or yeah, bestself.co on all social media. My name's just Catherine Labrie and that's my name on social also.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been amazing speaking with you and have a great day. Take care.